On today's show, the Dallas Mavericks played the Warriors tonight on Thursday, but they could possibly play them in the first round of the playoffs. We'll talk about why they should avoid that matchup at all costs on today's Locked On Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavericks I don't believe you shouldn't be here. Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making Locked On Mavs your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor, writer at Mavs.com. The Warrior Wonder, the One More Thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? We got the Warriors tonight in town in Dallas. Uh, last time we played the Warriors uh, was the 21 point comeback. So we'll see how motivated the Warriors are. That was recently. Uh, <laughs> yes, that was was recent. <laughs> uh, welcome to my brothers and sisters who celebrate uh, Lent and honor Lent as we join or go into the 40 days of that. We have a special fun segment coming up <laughs> at the end on uh, what uh, what the Mavs could give up for Lent. But yeah, today we're gonna get into the um we're gonna get into the Warriors matchup. The Mavs play the Warriors for the last time tonight. If you listen to watching this on Thursday, and we're gonna talk about the matchup possible in the playoffs. Why you know the Mavericks should try to avoid that matchup, and why they the Mavs don't match up well with the Warriors in a playoff series, especially if they're gonna be at full strength. Then we'll get into Isaac had a you know sit sit down with Jared Dudley, wrote a piece on him. We'll talk about why he's such a key contributor for the Mavericks over this next. Um, this next era that the Mavs have and why the the you know regime change was so big. And then we'll get into a couple of things that the Mavericks and Mavericks players need to give up for Lent. Uh, we'll talk about that late. We'll talk about that later. But let's start with the Warriors. So the Mavs play the Warriors, and it is not out of the realm of possibility. Actually, it, it may be almost probable that the Mavs play the Warriors in the first round of the playoffs. I know all season it seems like we've been talking about well, what about a matchup with the Jazz or the Grizzlies or, you know, let's try to avoid the Nuggets. But the Warriors now are a real possibility. The Grizzlies are a half game back from the Warriors and the Mavs are one game up from the Nuggets. And so you you start putting around and the Warriors end up at three. The Mavs end up at six if the Nuggets pass them. And all of a sudden, that's the first round series. How confident would you be going into a first round series playing against a fairly healthy Warriors team? Yeah, so this whole time, you know, we've been debating the three teams and kind of ranking them of, you know, Denver and Memphis and Utah. It's like, all right, which one do we want to play? How how will Dallas angle at the end of the season? Uh, because we, we see teams do it every year. They try to angle for a certain matchup. And Always all happens. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun to see who's, who's, who is angling for who. But now with the Warriors kind of sliding a little bit and Memphis, you know, Keeping on climbing up, you know, job being ridiculous, which the Terry's on right now is insane. He's so much fun. But agreed. It, it's to see the Warriors in the first round. So for the longest time, for the past few weeks, my ranking has been, you know, I want Utah, shocker. Memphis second on that. Denver's third on that. Denver is so sneaky. One, the fact that they're there and they haven't had Jamal Murray all season. You know, Michael Porter Jr., they've had some other injuries, Jokic, MVP candidate. But if there's a world that they get Jamal Murray back and they get Michael Porter Jr. back, like, that's that's just a dumb, like, that's ridiculous uh, team. So 
I, I definitely don't want to see them. But you know what? You know who I'm putting over all of those teams of a team I don't want to see in the first round? It's the Golden State Warriors. I just don't want to. I don't want any bit of it. I don't want to see all the montages of We Believe Warriors. I'm sick of oh, that. Oh, I didn't even think I, about that. I can't I can't handle any of that. But but it's more about the matchup. I don't want to see Steph Curry in a playoff series. I'm sorry. I just don't. Like we're talking a, a top 15, you know, top 20 player of all time. Like the greatest shooter ever. We we know what he can do. And then you factor in Draymond, you factor in Clay, like I just, I just don't want to, I don't want any bit of that. Give me any of the other teams over a first round series with Golden State. We talked about how this team is, this Mavericks team is really weird and they're not necessarily young. They're not necessarily old and they're not necessarily veterans, right? Like they're not necessarily young in the league. There's just a lot of guys on this team that have sort of been around a little while, but not, uh, you wouldn't consider them veterans. Uh, the guy with the most experience on the on the team is Reggie Bullock, Tim Hardaway Jr., and Trey Burke, who've all been in the league eight years. You consider those guys veterans, I guess, at this point, but they're they're no like old veterans on this team. There's no like PJ Tucker on this team. There's no guys like that um, that you look at, and Andre Iguodala or somebody like that. Of Goran Dragic, if he would have been added, um, that's the first time we've said Goran Dragic since he's been signed, since he's actually been signed. Oh, um, and then and then I think the I mean the oldest guy on the on the team is is Boban. Uh, and then and Bullock. So, but this Mavericks team is just not experienced. They don't have guys that have been in the league a long time. You know, what's a real experienced team is that Golden State Warriors team. Even more so, I think, than that Suns team. And Suns team is better than the Warriors for sure. But the Warriors have been to a lot of finals and a lot of playoff games and have played in a lot of series and have played together, especially that core of Curry and Draymond and Clay. I would throw Looney in there too. Looney's been around for a little while Looney, on that yeah. on that team. And he's been around and they have a lot of different angles. They have a lot of different ways that they can and a lot of different things they can throw at you, especially when they're at full strength. And for me, your first thing was Steph. Honestly, I would be more worried about Draymond. than I'd be worried about Steph. Mm -hmm. At least the Mavs have some guys to run around with Steph. Now Draymond on defense would just take the Mavs out of the paint and whatever they try to do. And the Mavs wouldn't be scoring all those points in the paint like they did, you know, against them the other night. And, uh, and I think that would be a huge problem for the Mavs because then it's just relying on threes again. It's just tr just relying, living and dying by the three again. And I don't think the Mavs should want any part of a, a contest like that. Well, they have the chemistry. They're so smart. They've been there. They've done it. It's just that's, you know, now let, let's make the small, the small, small case for it. To where yeah. I think there could be somebody in, in the you know comments right now saying, what are y'all talking about? Why? Why not? Why? If you just look at them in Denver, because I think for me, it's clearly I would prefer Utah and Memphis as those top two teams. If we're just yeah. talking about preference and then it's, you know, Denver and Golden State. But what what is Denver? You know, what's that comparing those two teams? Denver has Jokic. That's an immediate mismatch for you for the Mavericks. Like there's there's no way around that. You have nobody. I mean, you're throwing Dwight Powell. You're throwing Marquise except the, Chris. Except the fact that Boban can match him point for point and rebound for rebound in whatever matchup against the Nuggets for some reason. It's like the only it's like the one matchup he's really good in. <laughs> any of that anytime they play now, I immediately just think of when the league shut down. Didn't he have like, 37 and like 20 and <laughs> I just I can't. Anyway, the Warriors don't have a guy like that. You know, they you know, when you go small, if, if the Mavericks want to play small, like the, the Warriors can match that. So like the we just saw it the other night. Otto Porter Jr. and, and you know, Dorf Finney Smith were the fives. Like you could see that yeah. very well in a playoff series. And Draymond's at the five and Dorian's at the five. And so so you don't have to worry about that. They also don't have anybody that I'm like really scared about Garden Luca. I mean, which there's very few of those players in the league, like no, no Kawhi, all that. But 
I mean, I guess they're throwing Wiggins at him. I guess they're going to try. They didn't do Gary, that the other night. They Gary didn't do that Payton. the other. They, they threw Kuminga and Moody at him a little bit more than that. Uh, we didn't see Wiggins on Luca like hardly at all in that last game. We'll yeah, see so what they, they do tonight. They have bodies that they would throw it at Luca. I mean, Luca's going to get his points. I just with that experience, with those all-time great players, with that shooting, and if Draymond's healthy, like obviously if Draymond's not healthy, that's huge. Then it, it changes a lot. But if Draymond's healthy, running, you know, being the quarterback of that defense, I just, I just, I don't want any part of that, man. If Draymond's not healthy and Jamal Murray is not happy, is not healthy, how does that change? Like if Jamal Murray comes back and we just say, oh, he just does not have it. He's, uh, you know, can come in and take some, you know, some shots, but he's not going to be the game changer that he was. Uh, what's the, what's, does that change anything for you? Mm, I don't think so. I don't think so. Cause the whole thing, the whole thing with Denver is, if if you let Jokic cook and you say, all right, you're going to get 35 to 40 each every playoff game and you try to take out everybody else, then who's the everybody else? Or if you double Jokic, who's scoring? You know, is it Aaron Gordon? Is it on a consistent basis in a playoff yeah. series and without like, Porter, without Jamal Murray? It's like Monte Morris and Bones Highland. And <laughs> yeah, you know. Will Barton, is he healthy right now? Right. I mean, I don't know. So it's yeah, that. I just still prefer prefer Denver over Golden State. The Golden State just scares me, man. Steve Kerr, you know, that's another thing. It's like, this dude's been there, done that. Like, man, you ask get, Warriors fans and they're done with Steve Kerr. They're, they're like all done oh, with his rotations on. and everything. It was, it was wild the other night. I was listening to a Twitter Spaces after the Mavs beat him, and it was uh, it was a lot. <laughs> There's a lot of feelings from Warriors fans about Steve Kerr, but isn't but yeah. every fan base like that though? Like, oh, for I've, sure. The, the reactionary stuff. It is what it is. But but yeah, that that. That Warriors, it for me, it all comes down to Draymond. Draymond's health against if the Draymond is not healthy, I'm feeling good about the Mavericks' chances in that in in that first round series. If he's if he's fully healthy and he's back, then I'm really worried about that. That would be one where I don't think I would pick the Mavs going into it. But obviously, not. Clay too. Clay's health, like what what does he look like? Is by that time another you know 15, yeah. 20 games for Clay? Is he looking like normal Clay? You also have on a positive note, you have bodies to throw at Steph too, like. Reggie Bullock could chase Steph around. You know, Dorian, yep. you put length on on Steph. Some like they'll try to do that. So they did before, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, we'll see. They'll play it tonight. It'll be fun. I think we'll all examine it again uh, after that. You know, comeback win, and it's always fun when these two teams play. Absolutely. All right. Coming up, Isaac got a sit down with Jared Dudley. He wrote about it for Mavs.com. And so we're going to talk about why Jared Dudley is a key part of this Mavs success. The regime has changed. And Jared Dudley is a big part of that. We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Bet Online. Bet Online is the one place to find the latest odds, totals, player performance props, and to find where the next coach is going to be fired. There's all kinds of lines and odds on Bet Online. What's that Vogel line look like? Whew, that, that one is that one's coming up big. Uh, we got a couple of specials here for the NBA. Uh, they still have odds on Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons, three-pointers made in the regular season. Under two or over two? Under two is minus two, 215. I don't care enough to bet on this. About Ben Simmons? About Ben Simmons. <laughs> There's a lot of there's a lot of Ben Simmons ones in here. There's a couple of NBA futures one. The championship odds. Uh, oh, you can just bet if the East or the West will win the NBA title. The West is the favorite at minus 145, and then the East is the underdog here. That's interesting to me. The East is the underdog? I'd take the East. You take the East in that? So there you go. If you want to take the East, go check out Bet Online. It's not just basketball. They have, they're have they your source for hockey, boxing, UFC, odds, 
and everything on BetOnline. Head to the website, use your mobile device to find the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, Isaac Harris, you wrote a piece about Jared Dudley, and I thought there's some really, really good stuff in here. And we wanted to talk about it and talk about why Jared Dudley, why, why does he matter, right? Like, what does he matter? And what can he tell us about what the future of this Mavs franchise could look like? Yeah, so I went to practice a while back and, um, you know, I knew I wanted to do a story on, on Dudley just because I, I read, I'd heard a few things about his transition and that was a little rocky in the sense of it was so quick. It caught so many people by surprise. And I just want to hear from his own words. like Because he person. thought he was going to play. Yeah, you know, the first part of the story was, you know, him telling me, he was telling me very passionately uh, outside of practice that day of, you know, he's dude, AD, Russ, LeBron, like they all wanted him back. He's like, I thought I was going to be a, a, a Laker this year. And not only that, but the Lakers waited so long to tell him that he wasn't going to come back. He didn't have a chance. He's like, he has relationships with Ty Lue. He has relationship with Shanti Billups. And it's like, he had this time to to join another team to be a vet at the end of the bench, but they waited so long in free agency that other teams had already stacked their rosters. And then they they have this Zoom call. They call him out and like, hey, listen, we want to talk over Zoom. He's in Vegas working out with Josh Green in Vegas. And he's like, takes the Zoom call. And Lakers are like, nah, like, we're not gonna bring you back. We're going younger. Now, a part that I didn't put in there, I actually asked him a counter to that. I was like, Does it is it weird to you? Like that they told you that they were going to go younger and then they didn't go younger. <laughs> they went so old. <laughs> and, he, and, and he pushed back. He was like, no, it's not weird. He's like, you know, they didn't know that they were. It's funny now because these two players are not on the team. He's like, they didn't know they were going to get Rondo and DeAndre Jordan on buyouts, you know, like, and then it's like they got bought out. They joined the team and now they're gone. But they have nine players that are older than 30 on their roster. That's insane. So, but anyway, the whole thing about it was hold on, older than 32 on the roster. Hook this up to my main time. <laughs> um, but then, you know, St. Jean calls him. Obviously, Dudley was on the Lakers. St. Jean Greg St. Jean, Mavs assistant coach. Yeah, with, with Kid. And he's like, hey, we might have a spot for you. The Mavericks were looking at some other guys to be in that assistant this was, coach. This role. was a part that I don't think anybody pointed out that you and I were talking about. They were like, wow, this could have been really fascinating. Who was the who was the assistant coach the Mavs were looking at instead of, instead of when, Dudley? When, when Dudley's looking down at me and we're sitting there talking, you know, he's a good like 6'8, six, 6'9. Six, he's like looking at me. He's like, yeah, I think they were, you know, they were thinking about like, Rasheed Wallace as a candidate. I'm like, whoa, 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 like Rasheed Wallace. What, what is, where did this name come from? And I just laugh because, I mean, we've been joking about it because obviously I told Nick about it right after it happened. I was like, dude, <laughs> Luca's, Luca's tech stuff. <laughs> like, it, it would be the best storyline ever that Luca's like leading the league yes. in text. Rasheed is on the bench. Like, yeah. There would be a, a moment to where Luca gets a tech, he goes to the, a bench, and Rashid's like talking him up, like the Draymond meme of like, yeah. you know, talking him up, saying and he's and talking like, to Kevin Durant and pointing at him, pointing at his yeah. chest, like, you got this, like, bro, this is all you. This <laughs> Let is me your tell house. you how not to get texts. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Rashid Wallace and Luca, like, uh, would Luca have broken the the tech? Like, would he have been suspended already for the one game if Rashid Wallace was his assistant coach would, instead would, of Jared Dudley? Would Rashid already been thrown out because he would have argued? On behalf of Luca, oh, fair. If he well, he was the barrier, he he could have been the buffer. Uh, By the way, true. Luca's Luca's last tech um, against the Lakers got rescinded already, right? The one, the yes, was, yes. It, the one against Scott Foster 12. when he was like, "I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get my ankle twisted." That one got rescinded, so he's now three away from the 
from getting one game suspended. But so I thought that was really fascinating because of the what if with Rashid Wallace. Yes. And he said Rashid. He mentions Jason Terry. And the whole thing was the Mavericks wanted a guy in the spot that was a former player and fairly recent former player that they could, that could relate to the guys because mm. we it being a player's coach in today's game. And I talked with, with Dudley after this about how, how, how important it is, especially in today's game to have a player's coach that can relate to the players. I mean, there's a quote in the story saying, if a player doesn't like the coach, he ain't going there. Like it's this point blank simple. Like you have to have this relationship with players and, he, was that a problem know. in the past? <laughs> oh, man. People want to talk about the front office uh, playing and rolling that. But um, I think the uh, the target was a little off. But the but when I started talking to some of the players and I talked to Brunson and asked Reggie Bullock, Tim Hardaway, Maxie, Dorian about what it you know, what it's like to have Dudley as a coach. They all talked about, man. He, he just finished playing, so he knows. Like, he knows. He's been through the fire. That was a, a comment. Like, Tim Hardaway, these guys trust him because he's done it. And some of the even, like, low-key shots some of them, like, took of Dorian said, he's like, you know, he wasn't the fastest guy out there. You know, he was. <laughs> and But they appreciated how successful he was because he wasn't the most athletic guy. And yeah. even towards the end of his career, he obviously lost what athletic, you know, athleticism he had, but he was still a successful basketball player. But Anyway, so read the story and hear a bunch of their quotes and stuff. But he talks about just like his adjustment to being a coach, his scouting stuff, how much he likes it, how much. But there's a, a key part in this. Somebody tweeted at me after I posted the story. They're like, hey, I love the infinity gauntlet, you know, analogy that you used on this because I asked him, I was like, who are you pulling from? Like as an assistant coach, because he want he wanted to be a coach. He wants to be a head coach, all of that. He didn't know if after Lakers told him no, he had those like 48, 72 hours. He's like, dude, I was going to go try to be a GM. He was going to enter Adam Silver's GM program and go to try to be a GM. It, you know, obviously switched course, became assistant with, with kid because he wants to be a head coach. And he's like, I think, you know, he's pulling from all these coaches in his career. He's like, and this way, direct quote from me. He said, I think what, what will separate me is from from a lot of these coaches is the communication because actually as a second quote he pulled stuff from Doc Rivers, Ty Lue, the X's and O's, the motivation from Doc Rivers, mm-hmm. the defense from Frank Vogel that he's helping instill in the Mavs right now. Like we we talked after practice and he was supposed to be scrimmaging and the first thing I said was, "Hey, I can I can wait" cuz at that point I was like, "I can wait, you know, if you want to scrimmage cuz he always scrimmages with the guys, Josh Green and them always doing their thing." He's like, "No, no, no, we're good. We're just still rolling through Vogel stuff. <laughs> Vogel defense stuff." And it's like that that's their thing. He's like, "We're they're instilling that." And so continue on. He said, "I think what will separate me from a lot of these coaches is the communication." He said, this is Dudley talking. If I can look LeBron in the face and tell him he's messing up and play better and call him out, then I can call anyone out. There's a certain way you must do it. It's a unique thing not all coaches have. I've hung out with 19-year-old Giannis, 20-year-old Booker, Nash at 38, and Shaq at 37. And he says he has range on how to talk to somebody. And I I, I mean, what what coaches have that? Like, I so I do believe, I mean, I'm I'm drinking the Kool-Aid here, okay? Dudley had me convinced after our, you know, hangout there that he's going to be assist. He's going to be a head coach one day. Like I'm, I'm all here for it. I think he he's going to be good at it. But it was the last quote of all of this that I know a lot of Mavs fans, you know, love this. 
when he's talking about his relationships, he's like, you know, I know 70% of the league. He's always talking to guys. And I just asked him, I was like, you know, this is kind of really in the middle of our talk. And it just, I didn't have it planned. He was just talking about how he talks to everybody around the league. And I was like, hey, well, what's the league saying? Like, what's the league saying about the Mavs? If you're talking to everybody around the league, what's everybody saying? And this is Dudley, storymavs.com. He said, they love the city. Most people believe Luca's top five. Some people either love Mark Cuban or don't get him. Thank you for letting me leave that quote in there. <laughs> the Mavs let you leave, let you leave that quote in. <laughs> he said, half and half on that. I think there is a lot of potential. Them doing Kid and Nico was a power move. Nico has been offered many jobs in front offices. I think that is huge. And it's not a matter of how, but when. Once we get those meetings, it will be hard to turn this down. Coming up, uh, why no. that quote about Nico and Jason Kidd being a power move coming from Jerry Dudley is so important and crucial for the Mavericks. And also, a couple things the Mavs have to give up for Lent. We're going to have some fun with this coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models for cars, it's impossible to have all the parts that you could possibly need for your car or truck. I see a lot of cars and trucks out there. There's a lot of different ones all over the place. How could one store possibly have everything that you need? Rock Auto does. They have everything that you could possibly need. Why would you want to also choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts at a chain store or car dealership? Go check it out. They're a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. They have some easy stuff too. They have carpet. They have things that you can replace yourself without having to you know, look up a long YouTube or learn how to be a mechanic. You can just do some, some easy things on there as well. Go check it out at rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? And know that we sent you. Uh, again, rockauto.com. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. All right, Isaac Harris, we've been talking about Jared Dudley. You had to sit down with him and wrote a great piece on Mavs.com. We'll link it in the description about how he's such a key part of what the Mavs are doing right now. And I think he represents something. I'm not sure he's going to be around for like the next five, six years or something like that, or maybe the rest of Jason Kidd's tenure because he just seems like a guy that just has such big dreams. Like maybe you have, uh, maybe you thought felt differently after actually talking to him. But I think just his statement about what you said right before we hit break them doing Kid and Nico was a power move. Nico has been offered many jobs in front offices. I think that is huge. It is not a matter of how, but when. But when once we get those meetings, it will be hard to turn this down. And both Nico and Jason Kidd have proven so far that they are, a, you know, pretty good coach, pretty good front office so far, and that they're going to relate to players. And that's a completely different thing than what the Mavericks have had for the last. I don't know, 13 years, like longer than that, like over a yeah. decade. This is a very different shift from what the Mavericks have had. And coming from a former player that chose the Mavs instead of going to probably anywhere else in the league, if he wanted to be an assistant coach, he came and chose the Mavs. Yeah. I mean, you just, I mean, I hate to do like the comparison of like, Oh, look at those two guys compared to these two guys. But you look at Rick Carlisle, Donnie Nelson, and it's like, I love Donnie Nelson, still love Donnie Nelson. And you know, when, when the, when, but when you factor those two guys in, Donnie, this, you know, old school Texan, you know, going in some of these meetings, there's been different stories written about how he handled free agency, where he, you know, business he took meetings and, you know, all that stuff. And then combine that with Rick Carlisle, this grizzled, you know, older coach, one of the most successful, you know, pilot piano coaches. player. <laughs> yes. I, and I'm just going to leave it at that. And we know checkered history with players and all that. When you when you take that and you flip it to a Hall of Fame point guard and Jason Kidd that 
by all accounts, it feels like so many players love this guy from Giannis to the you know people of the Lakers and the Mavericks team right now. And then Nico Harrison, that the sole hiring of him was based on relationships through Nike and all this, like so many players. Like, I can't tell you how many players talk to this guy before games. Like, not and once again, not to do the whole like Donnie versus Nico thing, but like I barely saw any players or anybody talking to Donnie before the game or even seeing really Donnie on the court that much. Not saying like court before the game is like deciding free agents or anything. But man, Nico's like over there, do, like working it, like working the sidelines, working, you know, talking to players, sitting on the opposing bench, talking to different people, coaches, all that. And it's like, because everybody knows him. So it's just, it's such a unique, stark difference between those two guys for just par- comparing, you know, two and two. It's different. And uh, it's a new it's a new regime for the Mavericks. Jared Dudley is now a part of it. Uh, there's some all, other really good stuff in that piece, so go check it out. And uh, and yeah, hopefully he's right about those meetings. I did find find the quote about about Mark Cuban <laughs> that either uh, they either love him or they don't get him. He didn't say hate, <laughs> which I thought was very very savvy on his part. Uh, they don't get him, which is fine. You know, you'd, you'd rather have somebody not get somebody than hate him, yeah. right? <laughs> like, yeah, that's fine. So so there you go. That's Jared Dudley. All right, let's end here with uh, some fun. Isaac, I don't know anything about Lent except for you just give something up for it. What's the, what's the whole thing? Oh, yeah. Well, I just came from Ash Wednesday service. Just, I had the ashes on, on my head. It's just it's the beginning of the Lent season. You know, you, you just you, you give up. So I'm not going to go on the whole the, theological discussion here, but let's just use the basis of it as you give up something for the next 40 days. It ends on Easter and if you celebrate that and all of that. So we're going to use that as the basis because there's a lot of jokes like, hey, I'm giving up this for Lent, you know, it, it, all this different stuff. So if the Mavericks, if they, if we could pick whether it's a player or the team and say, all right, can this guy give up and give this up uh, for Lent for the next 40 days? We're going to do that. All right. Like, so J- what are- like Jason Kidd, can you give up? Can you give up the Rangers flat bill? Like for 40 <laughs> the fi- days. The fitted Rangers hat. The just- fitted baby blue Rangers flat bill. Can we give it up? <laughs> can we just put it in the closet for 40 days? I, I think we can. We've how many times have we seen him in that that same hat? A lot. <laughs> if I had more time on my hands, I would go in one Twitter spaces and then I would uh two, I would uh, clip a bunch of the stuff uh of his appearances with that hat. Um there's one thing on the court that a player does on the Mavericks that just grinds my, if I'm going to do the, the Peter Griffin, you know what really grinds my gears? It's Dwight Powell, and it's not the threes. I know that's what some people are thinking. Dwight Powell's got to give up the threes. No, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with those. It's the mid-range shot when he's just in a sea of nothing. It's just a space around him. He somehow picks up the ball from the ground, looks at it, faces at the rim, and goes, there's no one around me. There's a just, reason, bro. There's a open, reason why no one's I'm around. Open you. for days, and then just takes the mid-range jumper. We need to give that up for Lent, and then some. It, the rest of Dwight's game during the time of Lent is incredible. He's an all-star player in this season of of life yeah, that's right what now. We call Lent, Lent Dwight. <laughs> Lent Dwight is an, is amazing. Spring Dwight. Uh, but give Dwight. up the mid-range. Give up that mid-range shot where there's just no one around you. There's a reason. Give up, yes, please, please give up uh, the mid range. <laughs> I'll say this about Bertans. Bertans, can we give up the moving threes? Like in, in motion, coming off of like, there's just some. I love Bertans being a flamethrower, 
But when he's like going off one leg sideways, <laughs> launching a three, I, I might give it up. Yeah, I didn't write these down as moving because some of the moving ones are fine. It's the horizontal threes. When his body is horizontal to the ground and he's like leaning over like this and he still throws up a three somehow, those are the ones that we just got to get rid of. I mean, those yeah. are... I mean, you're just, you're just asking for that one not to go down. And when they do, it's incredible. But man, uh, <laughs> those are rough. Um, Maxi, I think Luca may want you to give up the post-ups. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw in the game the other night against the was it the Warriors? Yeah, he was he was posting up against Steph, and like Maxi gets position on Steph in the post, like deep in the post, and Luca's on the other side of the lane, and Luca's like dribbling around and he doesn't look up, and then as soon as he looks up, Steph gets in front of Maxi, and then Luca's calling for Maxi to get ahead, and before Maxi can even like move, Luca chucks a pass right at him, and it it gets turned over, and uh, it was a really bad turnover. Then Luca yells at Maxi the whole rest of the way down the court. And is yelling at him, <laughs> which Luca is extremely. Uh, Luca is very motivating towards Maxi. Like when he misses shots, Luca, you can tell he looks at him and is like, "You got this." And, you know, hit hit the next one, keep shooting, don't give up open, you know, shots and things like that. But that was one play where I was like, "Oh man, maybe maybe Maxi just stay away from the basket there." Yeah, no post ups, Maxi. We can't run. It's <laughs> you know, I know KP left, but we can't just replace his post ups <laughs> with Maxi's. Um, okay, I got one, Luca. I know he must he must love him because he's on a tear right now, and that might be why he's wearing him so much. The zoom separate Jordans that he's wearing, he's one of for ten straight games. This Touch is it, saucy. <laughs> I'm one not a fan of them. He obviously likes them. The shoes, to be, you gotta get, yes. you gotta get rid of them. It's the shoes, but I I enjoyed like actually like Luca Donkicks on on Twitter, one of my favorite accounts. But you know what makes their Twitter account less fun when they're just tweeting out the same picture of the same <laughs> shoe every game. They're like, he's wearing the same Zoom separates again. They're not bad looking shoes. I just I want him to switch it up. I know Jordan Ren can do some fun. Would you prefer for. him to change shoes like two, three times a game like he was? Oh, doing? yes. Well, yeah. Sign me up. <laughs> I love it. Um, The Mavericks as a franchise. Oh, I know some of you that are a part of this organization, maybe in ticketing or in other places, listen to this podcast. Mavs man has to go for Lent and then forever. (laughs) (laughs) He haunts my dreams. And anytime I'm in the arena, I will go back to a game tomorrow. Today, if you're listening to this on Thursday, I will go back to a game and I will know where Mavs man is at all times because I just have to know or else I get this eerie feeling that he's right behind me. Are we sure that him and Mavrello are not related? <laughs> that Mavrello is like a. <laughs> Have we did a DNA test? Do we know that Mavrello is not the bastard child of, of Mavs Man? <laughs> I just did a DNA <laughs> test. Turns out I'm 100% a synthetic leather ball that lived under the stadium for where, years where do, until he finally how, emerged and claimed himself as the owner of the Mavs. Where are we at with Mavrello right now? Where like, is Ma- Mavrello's only tweets now? He's he was not he's not part of any videos or anything. This, well, <laughs> you idiot, you idiot. That clip from Cuban came from a clip with Mavrello, and now we haven't heard from him since. Cuban yelled at him, and now he's gone. I remember when that thing first got introduced and the whole like build up to it, and then they re- launched it, and fans were like, "What is going on?" <laughs> Do you still have that foam face? Yeah, my my kid loves it. Roman loves it. 
That's what it was for. Uh, it was for the but kids. no, I'm 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 actually here for. It. I don't mind it. He's still in my uh, my header picture on my on Twitter. Mavs Mavrello is. It's because it's me with both the owners of the Mavs. I'm I'm down for it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize it because it's behind your profile picture, but Mavrello is in your in your header on Twitter. There you go. That's what the Mavs need to give up for Lent. Fun stuff. Let us know what you think the Mavs should give up for Lent. And uh, and yeah, we'll have the Mavs. The current versus- brand. They should give up the current brand. They got to do rebrand. New colors. Green. Bring back the green. The Mavs tell me that uh, the, you know, the, the pronunciation. Win or loss, we'll break down the Dallas Mavericks game against the Golden State Warriors. It's a big one. If the Mavs b- win this game, then they're like almost even closer to playing the Warriors in a first-round series because then the Warriors will drop to being tied with the Memphis Grizzlies. That one's a big one. We'll have that post game for you tomorrow. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked on Mavs. Boom. <laughs>